Welcome on into the podcast. I'm Brett. I'm Dorian. And if you're not subscribed to our YouTube channel or our podcast, make sure you do that. Like the video, uh, hit the notification bell, all those things. Leave a review. Uh, it helps us out a great deal. Uh, with that said, we have some nerd news for you. What do we got, Dorian? So we got Johnny Depp's uh, future with Fantastic Beast or lack thereof. Uh, Pokemon Go having its best year ever. Uh, Mandalorian Chapter 10. But first things first. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 4 slash reboot yeah. might be a thing. So, yeah, this is interesting because, okay, for whatever reason, um, the Ninja Turtles, not just like, I guess in like the comic book realm at least, is super hot right now. You had um, the last run just Roman come out. Is, yeah. um, they've added a new turtle recently in their in their continual run. Oh, really? Which I don't want to talk about that because I think it's blasphemy. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, no, no kidding. Like, but I mean, I just don't like the sound of that. Just hearing about <laughs> it for the first time. I know, but basically, the turtles are really hot right now, and it and even with this speculation or this this writer of the original i don't know if it was the whole trilogy or one of the movies from uh the he, early 90s so you got he, he, was, TMNT. The, he was the original writer of uh the the first one here. okay so the tmnt movie back in 91 i believe it came out 90 i think okay it could have been yeah that, that sounds right i mean uh so we're talking the people in the suits with the animatronic heads, Jim, Jim, Jim Henson, Henson yeah. creature shop yep um so yeah what do, what do we know about this right now so what we know about it for right now is Bobby Hendrick, or Herbeck, sorry, uh, writer of the OG TMNT movie. He basically had an interview or like a Q&A session where he said that he would like to see a sequel or a reboot to a 90s trilogy. And apparently he's not the only one that feels this way because um, Kim Dawson is a producer who, or the original producer for it. She actually is saying that, yeah, there's actually been talks. We've talked with uh, the original director and also Brian Henson, the son of Jim Henson to see about making this happen, but that would incorporate, you know, Jim Henson suits or like, you know, an updated version of that. Um, and uh, they, they've gone on file saying like, we are trying to make it happen. We are trying to do a reboot. And yeah. So, I mean, it's uh so what, the, what, whether this is going to manifest itself into a sequel, because it was kind of unclear because they kind of answered yes to both, like whether like just doing like a sequel to like TMNT, kind of like a Bill and Ted situation where it takes place like, you know, 20 years after the last movie or something like that, or a, uh, or, you know, just rebooting it from the ground up in the style of like uh, the nineties movie or something like that. Unclear. Yeah. But, that being said, I mean, I just from what we're hearing from this information, I do like the idea of a Ninja Turtles movie taking place back in the 90s just because that's where it was born. That's It's a product of its time. It mm -hmm. makes sense, especially with uh, 90s nostalgia becoming more and more of a thing. You know, you saw it in Captain Marvel. You're seeing it kind of come back in some way, shape, or form. The new Power Rangers movie is going to be set in the 90s. Right, exactly. So... I mean, so it makes sense for it to like, you know, actually kind of be kind of like a period piece of its time, so to speak. Yeah. And <coughs> excuse me. Uh, either way, I'm okay with this. If they want to do a period piece and they want to go back to the 90s uh, and have it play out there, or if they want to do a modern reboot, I'm yeah. okay with that too, as long as they do it well and the original people are attached to it. Yeah. Now, here's here's where I kind of... I'm trying to figure out what tone. What tone do they want to go with? Do they want to go with the first movie? I'm sure, the, or the second or third movie? 
Because I, the first movie is very much darker than the other two. Yeah, no, the first movie is uh, definitely than the. That's more comic Ninja Turtles. More than, comic Ninja Turtles, but it's like, it's kind of almost like a nice blend of like comic and TV, like yeah. cartoon here for the most part. Um, I think that's the one you have to go with because that was the one that people remember. That's the one that people really like attach themselves to. I mean, three don't even don't even like you know, <laughs> don't even consider it yeah. here, you know, but but. Uh, but two, I think, is like, you know, a little... Two like, is definitely my favorite as a kid because sure. it was more lighthearted. Well, it was more directed for kids. Yeah. You know, you got... You you even had like a kid sidekick in there doing martial arts as well. Well, he or, wasn't a kid, but... Oh, I mean... You know, yeah, he was a teenager, teenager or whatever, or, yeah. yeah it's like, you know, but like something... Ernie Reyes Jr., baby. Something for the kids to identify with. Here. Did you, do you know the backstory with that on no. how they got... So, Kino, played by Ernie Reyes Jr., mm-hmm. was actually the in-suit martial artist for Donatello in oh, the original really? movie. Yep. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. So... But, yeah, so... Um, so, I mean, the one thing uh, I am a little wary on is uh, the whole Jim Henson suits, just because I don't know if that's necessarily the best route to go with nowadays per se i think you kind of have to do something like maybe a blend of like cgi cgi and uh, and jen henson suits to a certain extent because you know i think if you try to like just do what you did in the 90s for like action set pieces it's not gonna you know it's not gonna hit but that being said i mean i think honestly this might be the route ninja turtles has to go if it wants to make a new movie just because they've tried like uh, ever since like mm-hmm. the original run in the nineties and it hasn't quite stuck. You know, you had that animated movie, which honestly, that was pretty good. That was actually pretty good. I actually, and we're still getting another seat like, well, we, animated movie. We right? are with Seth Rogen, which I mean, yeah. we're not entirely sure how that's going to work out. It's supposed to be kind of like, it'll probably be Netflix well, or like something, a high school, uh, coming of age kind of story, which I'm like, okay, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, I have to see like actually more of that before I pass my judgment on it. But and then we had the Michael Bay ones, which yeah, the Michael Bay ones, or whatever. Which, yeah, I mean, you know that they were they were fine. I mean, they were just kind of like a half-hearted attempt. I feel like it wasn't yeah. like they were trying to like. I don't know. I think like you know what we wanted those movies to be was like essentially like what. Marvel did for their franchises. Here, yeah, know? I remember first like, seeing the you, first trailer for that movie, and I was I went insane. I yeah. was like, "This is going to be awesome!" And I really I did enjoy the first movie. I don't really like the second movie as much, but sure. anyway, but, beside the point. But I mean, uh, but no, there's a there's yeah, it, it's honestly like it didn't seem like those movies were really taking all that. Like you know, I guess uh, I mean you shouldn't take a mo- a movie about growing up. Uh, Ninja Turtles or whatever, like too seriously no. here, but, but I mean, it didn't seem like it was really like put a lot of effort into it. It kind of felt like lazy in parts, and then I think also just the fact that, um, um, you know, this was something that you know, if you had like Joss Whedon on the job for something like this, you would be like, okay, yeah, now I'm really interested. This is probably going to be really good here, but yeah, I digress. Yeah. Uh, we got some Star Wars news, kinda. Kinda. Mustafar <laughs> is apparently real. Not saying the planet Mustafar, but a scientists have supposedly found a planet mm-hmm. similar to the volcanic Mustafar we know from Episode Three. Mm-hmm. So basically, uh, what this entails is so it's about two hundred light years away from us. Uh, it's designated K two fourteen one B, which I'm like, yeah, okay, sure. Yeah, everybody's going to call it that. 
Uh, but it's apparently a rocky planet that orbits like uh, very close to its own star, which causes it to have like this lava ocean that could be at least like 62 miles deep, which Dang. is insane. I don't, I don't know how they get that, but yeah. I don't, I, you know, just mathematics. Mathematics. Yeah. yeah. But uh, it's estimated to reach uh, about 5,432 degrees uh, Fahrenheit. Dang. Uh, That's hot. And, so here's here's the thing about this planet. It doesn't rotate like Earth does in terms of like you know day and night cycles. It just stays because of oh. because of like a some something with like the gravity because it's so close to its star it doesn't it just rotate. Stays there. So one side is always daytime, the other side is always nighttime. Interesting. So so basically, um, so on so on the day side, you know, it gets real real hot, uh, you know, and it. It's got like a lava ocean that like eva- essentially evaporates the rocks that are on that side, which causes it to like uh, rain rocks here, essentially, hmm. which is like, okay. Um, and on the night side, it gets down to like uh, 300, 300, negative 300 Fahrenheit here. So not not an inhabitable, uh, an inhabitable planet by any means. I mean, you know. It's okay to visit. I just, you just don't want to live there. Yeah. Kind of thing here. But uh, so here's the thing. It's in the galaxy far, far away. And it has a stri- Star, Star Wars is real. It's, it has a striking resemblance to a certain planet. I mean, yeah, it's time to get the petition to get that name changed. I mean, come on. Who's going to say, oh, yeah, you know that K2, uh, you know, One, lava four, planet? Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like, no, it's <clears throat> it's Mustafar. Let's be honest here. Uh, but, I mean, here here's the real question. Does it come with the high ground? I'm just asking. Yeah, there's for, no high ground. I'm just there. asking for a friend. Yeah. So. Yeah. But no, I mean, just cool stuff. You know. I yeah. Mean, yeah. Uh, bad news for Harry Potter fans. Johnny Depp had to drop out of Fantastic Beast Three mm-hmm. due to uh, the allegations that were pitted against him, which you know, yeah, kind of sucks because I really like Johnny Depp as an actor and was looking forward to Fantastic Beast Three. Actually, I was kind of. I loved Fantastic Beasts 1. Fantastic Beasts 2 was okay. It wasn't okay. great. And 3 was promising. So, Gotcha. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, it's going to be interesting just because uh, the other side of this uh, whole controversy is Amber Heard. And it's my question is, is she going to be asked to resign from um, Aquaman 2? I'm, I'm sure. Because. If- because, because there's, I heard it's both ways. It's not yeah, just one person. It's not there. just one person. Yeah, it's it's both ways. And so, uh, but also, yeah, it's also it's also Warner Brothers over that project here. So yeah, it, yeah, it'd definitely be something for sure. But uh, yeah, so I mean, I never got around to seeing any of the Fantastic Beasts or anything like that. I'm not much of a Harry Potter guy, but. Like how was he in Fantastic Beasts? Like was he? I thought he was great. You thought, he, could, he, he did a pretty he, good job. Okay. I mean, they're going to be able to recast him. It's not going to be one of those things where it's like, oh no, you can't, this is someone you can't recast. Well, I mean, just from like what I was seeing, like you know, from him from the trailers and all that. I mean, yeah, he's like got white hair, like a lot of makeup and like a little bit of CGI yeah, touch-ups he, he, and all that. So it's not going to be like he's going to be looking radically different. No, per I se. mean, yeah, you just, yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, how they do it, but I don't know. Yeah. All right, so we we got some more delays. Yeah, I mean, and like uh, some workarounds too. Apparently, yeah. I mean, I mean, right now, Witcher season two, uh, it was uh, shooting on location in uh, the northern part of uh, England. Now it is going to be uh, going uh, just solely to 
uh, studio shoots for the time being uh, due to uh, Britain's lockdown uh, procedure that they are implementing. I think it's like November through the beginning of December or something along those lines for the coronavirus. Uh, the Batman is still on schedule to be filmed as planned, which I'm all for. Yeah. Uh, even though I won't see that movie for two years. Yeah, roughly. So, uh, and then uh, Disney is uh, removed their uh, a couple of their movies from their uh, lineup for December. So, Free Guy, which yeah. is uh, Ryan Reynolds' uh, movie, that looked pretty cool. Yeah, no, it looked it looked interesting. And then uh, Death on the Nile or Death on the Nile, which is like supposed to be a follow up to Murder on the Orient Express. By, oh, cool. Uh, uh, Kevin uh, Brana, I think is how you pronounce his name. Yeah, that'd be or cool. Kenneth Brana, yeah. But good book. Yeah. So, um, so I mean, honestly, not really all that surprising at this point in time. It's just you know, I just I do like the fact that rather than shutting you know the stuff down in England, that people have found a way to actually work around it and like kind of like live with the virus, so to speak. Right. And yeah. thank the Lord for uh, John Favreau and his team for designing that the, set yeah, that they the use for Mandalorian sets, yeah. because That's, a lot of these like the Batman's going to be using it. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. This is the wave of the future. This is how they're going to be able to do stuff, especially in the current climate we're in. Yeah, when you have to have like a limited amount of people on set and all this stuff. Yeah, no, it probably will be in all honesty. Something even more surprising, Pokemon Go. You guys remember the Phenom from 2016? 2016. Uh, That was a long time ago now, but uh, Pokemon Go had its best year ever in 2020. Now... I don't. I don't know anyone who still plays this game beyond my brother. Right. No. I mean, because yeah. I mean, we got into it. Yeah. Like, everyone was into it. Everybody was into it. Like you saw, like crowds of people, like all over the place. Like I remember thinking, like uh, when we first went out to go, you know, Pokemon hunting and all that. I'm just like, okay, yeah, we'll probably run into a few people. Like, everyone. No, like. Everybody in our town <laughs> was there. Yeah. Everybody. It Everyone. Was, it was insane. Yeah. So we, uh, but so apparently the game has made it some adjustments so that you can actually catch, you know, your Pokemans uh, when you're not like. When you're at home or when something. When you're at yeah. home or like, you know, they. I think they did that right around when Corona hit. So No, they did. Yeah. Makes so, sense. So, but despite all that, yeah, I mean. It raked in one billion dollars just in twenty twenty alone. That's crazy. It, it's making it its most successful year so far. Makes me want to play it again, honestly. Yeah. If I could just sit at home and throw pokeballs on my phone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, in two thousand sixteen, as a comparison, they pulled like uh, just under a billion, like eighty eight uh, eight hundred and thirty two million. Uh, and altogether, the game's been. Uh, made four billion in revenue, so I mean, crazy. I mean, super crazy. You know, and especially considering how the whole gimmick of that game is like getting out in your community and like you know, uh, finding stuff with your poke or finding Pokemon here, yeah. which is like, you know, that's you, that's part of the hunt. I mean, well, that, I think that's the the whole main appeal here. And then you know that whole aspect has been taken away in 2020, and so it's yeah. still like became still as successful as ever it's insane yeah i'll have to keep this in mind when my wife wants to go on a walk yeah just pop pokemon go back in honestly i mean wouldn't be the worst idea in the world yeah so um all right well we're gonna head into our roundtable review with 
Mandalorian Chapter 10. Dorian, yeah. take it away. So this one is called The Passenger. Um, so again, we're not going to get into like super nitty gritty details on no. this here. I mean, we're going to assume that either you've already watched the episode or you don't care about spoilers and spoiler ahead. Uh, so spoilers, spoilers. You've been warned. Yep. So, <laughs> uh, so going into this, uh, you know, this was not like the Boba Fett centered episode that we were kind of hope we would just get immediately after the last one here. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it starts off pretty solid here. I really yeah, like the, I really like these uh, first opening action scenes that they've been doing so far here with totally. it. Totally, yeah. So basically, uh, I mean, they gotta they gotta dangle it in front of us a little bit before we actually you know get Boba Fett. Sure, you know, no, you you got you you got you, you do. My yeah. prediction for Boba is that we're gonna get him. Um, you know, mid to late season, you know, like possibly at this rate, um, yeah. We'll probably see him one more time and then maybe have him either team up with Mando or fight Mando. I don't really know what he's gonna do. Yeah. Uh towards the end. Maybe he teams up with him to fight. I don't even think we'll get uh Giancarlo Esposito's character um in the Darksaber. We might even we might not even get that till the very, very end at this rate. At this rate, I mean we'll see how it how it pans out here, but yeah, so I mean, but I mean, you know, the the premise on this one is pretty yeah, simple. Super here. simple. It's you know, uh, apparently, you had to a, take a passenger. Yeah, there's a job for Mando, and like, in return of doing the job, he will get, um, he will get passage for or get information on like where other Mandalorians are. Yeah. So that's the basic premise. Seems like an easy job. The only Obviously, the only problem is he can't like just you know go into hyperspace for the job just because essentially the passenger is a frog lady who's like carrying a tank full of uh, her, her eggs, yeah. yeah, and she needs to the the jump to hyperspace would uh, essentially destroy the eggs. So mm-hmm. they uh, basically just said, okay, yeah, you have to you have to go take the scenic route in order to get to this planet where. Uh, where the person on the planet that's waiting for him is her husband, you know, all that stuff. And he'll have the information and obviously things don't go as smoothly as planned. Uh, you know, you got some cameos from, um, Dave Filoni, from Dave Filoni yeah. as like an X-wing pilot that basically it's like, you know, the cops pulling you over in the star Wars universe asking yep. for your registration and ID proof of insurance, all that good stuff. And, Mando, you know, has had, you know, a little bit of a checkered past, so he didn't want to deal with it, so he makes a run for it. And um they end up crashing on an ice planet. Yep. And you know, you get I mean, you know, you get some action scenes with uh involving um, you know Giant spiders. Giant spiders and also the X Wing chase as well yeah. here. So yeah, essentially the Razor Chris cr- the it crashed their uh, you know, the, the eggs are in jeopardy cause it's a ice planet. Yeah. And so they're getting really cold. Um, and there's this whole back and forth between the frog lady and Mando where she, they can't understand he, he, or she can understand him, but he can't understand her. Right. She like hacks a droid so he can understand her. Yep. So, um, you know, and there's baby Yoda in there. Obviously we get our, ba- our sneak, cute little baby Yoda sneak, some, and he's, uh, he tries snacks. to sneak some snacks. He's popping, he's eating the eggs and yeah, stuff. Which, which was funny. Yeah. It was funny. 
Um, but yeah, there's some cool scenes. I mean, for me, walking away from this episode, uh, we don't, I mean, we won't go over everything. Like I said, Dave Filoni's character comes back and kind of saves the day, Yeah, which is kind of funny. Yeah, um, I was like, gee, way to pat yourself on the back there, yeah, Filoni. Because basically, yeah, the Razor Crest, Crest crashes and they're unable to get off the planet. He's trying to fix it. Yeah, which um, I'm, which I mean, I may be, I may be wrong in doing this, but I think like uh, because essentially the X-wing pilots do let Mando go, and I'm pretty sure the reason why was because of what happened. I think it's like episode six, the heist of, of uh, last, right? yeah, the heist episode from uh, last season <clears throat> where he he's like trying to save the Republican. Uh, or the Republic, uh, you know, uh, soldier on that one ship. And then yeah. he also captures the other uh, the three bad guys. Yeah. The, the people that he's like involved in the heist with and all that. And, and that's that, the dark Knight episode, the Batman episode. Basically, basically. Yeah. 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 Slash horror. Yeah. One of my favorite episodes. Um, yeah. So they rattle off all these things he's done that he, they should arrest him for. And essentially, uh, they shoot all the spiders away because they're in the Razor Crest, the big one. He, they're about to take off. The big one jumps on the Razor Crest. And you're like, oh, they're not getting out of yep. here. And then you hear all this blaster fire, and it happens to be Dave Filoni's character and another guy, which I'm not sure who that is. I'll have to do some research on it. I feel like, yeah, I feel like he's got to be somebody. He could be like the director or something. Who knows? Something, yeah. Um, but basically, uh, they saved the day. Uh, they let him go because he, he did that. He tried to save one of their... Uh, you know, people and and right. got some of the you know worst criminals out there, locked them up. So well, and also kind of hints uh, or gives us a little bit more insight into like what is going on and like maybe the grander scheme of things in at, in the Star Wars universe. Because that was the episode that Dave time. Filoni was in, right? You know, but but it was uh, but they said like you know, on normal circumstances, yeah, we we arrest you, but yeah, but this is kind of like you know. A different situation also these are you know trying times they're still i think trying to bring back order and route the empire from the galaxy as you know we've noticed they're not completely gone yet. right here, so yeah so overall for me pretty decent episode after watching this i really need to rewatch the last episode episode nine yeah um you know this is essentially a side mission in the quest to get more information about where the mandalorians are yeah basically i mean i do feel like um uh, with uh, this episode, I felt like it was a little bit more on track with like essentially, you know, completing the the main objective for this season as opposed to the last episode. Because the last episode, you know, it started out with like, you know, him trying to find the Mandalor- uh you know, the Mandalorian on Tatooine. Turns out not to be the case. And he ends up doing a, a side mission just to get Boba Fett's armor, essentially. Right. And then, you know, this one is like, okay, this is more like pushing us towards like at least the main plot. More information. More yeah. information. Yeah. Uh, it's just, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's a, it's still kind of like a little bit of a slow start to this season. We haven't really gotten into the meat, I think, for like what this season is uh, trying to go for or what it's trying to accomplish for the, for the time being, which, I mean, you know, if you if – you, started out slow, set the stage. And then like the rest, the rest of the episodes like are just bangers where they just say, okay, this, this is all going to be revolving around the main plot of the season. Now here, now that we have like, uh, everything, you know, set in stone and ready to go. I mean, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's just a matter of time before we see another Mandalorian or, Mm -hmm. Uh, someone who knows something about it. So we'll see. A pretty good episode, though. 
you know? No, by and large, I mean, solid episode. I mean, if you had to give it something, what would you give it, you think, mm, out of 10? I mean, again, it's kind of hard to like determine it is like, really at hard. this point in time just because you don't know how these episodes are going to play into the grander scheme at right. this point full, in time. And but, full disclosure, we'll, we could redo our, you know, our grades for each episode at the end of the sure. season. But if I had to give it a score now, I'm thinking maybe about a seven, somewhere yeah. around there. Same think, here. It was, it know, was good. It yeah, was it decent. Was so. I mean, you know, solid. I mean, I just think, uh, yeah, I think, you know, you might see like next episode, maybe like another kind of like a uh, episode similar to this, like where it's, you know, kind of side mission feeling like, or like side story feeling, but it's pushing it towards like the main objective. Yeah. I here. think episode three kind of has to be a big story episode as far as getting info, meeting another Mandalorian or someone who knows. Something. I mean, it's definitely got to push the story forward here. It can't just be like, like, Oh, you got to this planet. Well, there's a, another dragon uh, yeah. terrorizing this and, planet. You gotta, you gotta fix this problem here. You know? And remember the Mandalorians aren't the end all be all for the, the mission. It's actually the Jedi because well, those are his people. Right. No. And that's, Ultimately, I think what the main objective for this season is actually going to manifest here, at least if the trailer is to be if if the trailer is to be believed. But uh, but I mean, he's using like the Mandalorians as a way to like get to that point right. here because he can if he can get into like a bigger like uh, network of Mandalorians, he might be able to find more information on where these space wizards are hanging out at. Totally. Well, that's it. Uh, we got nothing else for you guys this week, but uh, thank you guys for listening. We greatly appreciate it. Make sure you check us out on YouTube, uh, where you know anywhere where podcasts are. Uh, have an awesome week, and remember, everyone's a nerd about something. Bye bye.